Hi, I'm Elisa Preston, and you're listening to episode 12 of Praise Through It. My goal for our time together will always be to help you see an old burden in a new way, to see the praiseworthy side of your daily struggles, to see life in a way that brings hope, and in a way that shows the glimmer of light that inevitably shines, even in the daily grind. If that's something you're working on or you'd like to be a part of, listen in. Before we get started, I want to let you know about this summer. It's going to look a little different than this podcast has since it started in January. Starting the last week of June, you'll have a blessing meditation every Monday morning. Then every Friday, you'll have an episode of Praise Through It Together, a community offering of what I do here solo each week. There will be videos of the interview each Wednesday on Instagram, and the audio will publish to this podcast feed each week, starting the week of June 28th. I'll be talking to women who have their own beautiful stories and perspectives on seeing the praiseworthy side of our daily struggles. I am really excited to share these with you. We cover leading a school during a pandemic, finding your place in the world as a military spouse, listening to God's whispers, photography, taking chances, anxiety, dispelling purity culture myths, motherhood, family life, conflict at work, toxic positivity, and more. So stick around and make sure you're following everywhere so you don't miss anything. Now for a conversation on the daily struggle of tired faith. When you're a young child, your faith is wrapped up in one thing. Whatever is right in front of you at that very moment. As a mom of a young child, I have definitely watched my daughter's faith move over the span of just 90 minutes, from her tiny unicorn in an egg, to her new library book, to her daddy, to her scarf seatbelt at the dinner table, to her warm jammies, to her papa, to the Yankees game, to her bedtime book, and to her bedtime blankets. Whatever moment it happened to be, whatever was right in front of her at that moment was it. It was the most special thing. It was what made her the happiest. It was exactly where her heart belonged. And while I really admire her presence with each item, I think I was also a little jealous as I watched. She doesn't have any questions. I mean, she's got questions. She's five, but she doesn't have any questions about her faith in these things. She's not wondering if that stuffed animal will let her down. She isn't worried that her little unicorn egg will break. She just knows. This is mine, and it is here for me, and it is bringing me joy and filling my heart. I don't know how you grew up or how you came to the place in your faith that you're at right now, but I know for me, a resounding message came through loud and clear. You either have faith or you don't. And that faith better be alive and well and big and bold and out loud. Well, one, I'm not an out loud person. We talked about that in the introverts, extroverts episode. I know some of you can relate. And two, I've tried that and I'm tired. So what now? Where do we go when our faith doesn't match the vibrant, loud and proud we see on the altar and on our Instagram feed? Do we still matter to God? Do we still matter to Jesus? Is the Holy Spirit still with us? Do we even have faith? It's like those memes. If you don't have a goldfish cracker in the deep recesses of your purse, 
Do you even have young children? If I don't praise Jesus through all my trials, do I even have faith? If I don't feel feelings of love toward God at all times, do I even love Him? If I get tired of having faith, do I even have it? I have spent quite a bit of time wondering those exact questions, mostly the last one. If I get tired of having faith, of asking for the same thing, of saying, I trust you, God, and then feeling like I get the short end of the stick, and not just because I'm 4'11 and a half, does that mean I don't have faith? Well, in the misunderstanding of hearing God through man's eyes for more than 30 years, maybe it would seem like I don't have faith. In November of 2019, I wrote in my journal, On days like today, I don't want to be alive or awake. It's hard to distinguish between the two when I feel this way. I was at the very beginning of what turned out to be a four-month mysterious lung illness that doctors never ended up figuring out. All we knew was there was a spot in my lungs that wasn't pneumonia. I could barely speak, let alone breathe well or laugh for lack of energy. I had a cough that A, I really felt should have given me a six-pack, and B, it pinched so many nerves that the entire left side of my body went tingly on a dime. I spent a total of five weeks in bed and the rest of that four months just kind of ambling around and sleeping on my couch, and by the time I could breathe or laugh deeply again, it would be one year later. Sidebar, was it COVID? I have no idea. By the time I was getting better, it was right when the disease entered the mainstream, and the only testing sites available at the time wouldn't test me because I was too better. It was definitely possible. I was living in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, around a global population, but it doesn't really matter. I survived on my grandpa's chicken noodle soup, pumpkin chocolate chip muffins, water, ginger and turmeric tea, and a concoction of mostly natural system fixers, with the exception of one round of antibiotics and two rounds of steroids, and lots and lots of rest. Either way, I was sick, again, and it was clearly messing with my mind. I did not truly want to die. I was just so exhausted. I felt so sick that I just wanted to take a nap in heaven and then come back when I was all better. And that was not the first time I had felt that way. I worked so hard to keep my body healthy. I exercised all the time, ate mostly completely whole food, I do love my chocolate chip cookies. I had eliminated pork, I kept my stress low, I took my vitamins, all the things, all of them. And I had been fighting this health fight for as long as I could remember. In different seasons of my life, it was just a different subject of my health. As a teenager, it was about my stomach. I said more bargaining prayers than I could ever begin to count. God, if you make my stomach never hurt again, I'll be nice to my brother. God, if you make my stomach never hurt again, I won't fight my dad when he brushes my hair. I promise. God, if you make my stomach never hurt again, I'll be nice to my brother forever. God, if you make my stomach never hurt again, I'll never eat another Oreo. Most kids bargained for a four-wheeler or concert tickets or sleepover. I just wanted my stomach aches to go away. Why wasn't God making my stomach aches go away? It turned out to be a problem-solving issue, but even after I was diagnosed with celiac disease at 19 and I put on the 30 pounds of nutrients my body was missing, my body still felt like wilting pretty much every day. 
So what the heck? I prayed, I believed, I trusted, and nothing. I spent years in pain, my parents and grandparents and brother trying everything to help, and me doing every single thing my faith told me to do, and the wilting remained. Very few conversations on faith are simple, right? We all have our own unique experiences with God, Jesus, church, and faith in general. We've all been uplifted and disappointed in different ways. We've all been encouraged and dismissed in different ways. We've all felt presence and loneliness. We've all felt welcomed and rejected by all of the above. By God, by Jesus, by the church, and by our faith. Now, to untangle this entire web will take a book I might someday write. But my goal here today is not to convince you of why your faith shouldn't be tired. It's to validate the fact that our faith gets tired. I got tired of praying for my stomach to feel better. I got tired of people telling me to have more faith, pray more, believe more, trust more. I did all of that. I was just tired. And that was and is okay. I think we have this misconception that our faith is solely based on us. But if that's true, we are all in a heap of trouble. As humans, we have limited capacities in all things. All things. God does not have such limitations, right? That's why he's God. In parenting, he is limitless. In relationships, he is limitless. In miracles, He is limitless. In nourishing our souls, He is limitless. In sustaining us through trials, He is limitless. In being our Heavenly Father, He is limitless. In being our Savior, He is limitless. In being our gut check, our guide in the form of the Holy Spirit, He is limitless. And in the case of our faith, He is limitless. We have free will, so we can choose to sidle up next to him or not. That is true. Also, we have limits. So when we feel like our faith is failing or falling or disappearing, maybe we give ourselves a little grace. Maybe we remember that we all get tired. And maybe we remember that faded doesn't mean gone. And our faith is not like a sun-bleached fabric that can never recover back to its original hue. No, faith is dynamic. It ebbs and flows. Because we are human, our faith gets energized and it gets tired. Even when it's tired, it's there. It's a beacon of light deep in the soul. It calls us by name. It gives and it gives and it gives. And it waits patiently for us to work out our messes. What's your why hasn't God tired faith question today? Maybe you have more than one. Where have you felt like you've been doing all the right faith things and you're still discouraged, still tired? Maybe just like everything else that gets more complicated with time, so does faith. And maybe there's more than meets the eye, more than meets the heart. Because even though our faith is tired, it's there. What's true is that faith is like anything else. You'll find a lot of messages on how to do it, quote-unquote, 
right. What's also true is God never said your faith would disappear on Tuesday when you didn't feel like praying on Monday. He sent his son to say, Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. What's true is God never said that your faith depends only on you and the energy of your soul to keep going 100 miles an hour in his direction. He sent his son to tell you, I will give you peace in a way that nothing else can. What's true is God never said your faith isn't real if you don't pray out loud, sing out loud, and jump for joy in your faith every day. I am far from being a master theologian, but I can read my Bible, and my Bible is full of deep heart cries from people who did anything but jump for joy in their faith. And God repeatedly told them he loved them. What's praiseworthy is that God isn't going anywhere. He's not pacing up in heaven wondering when you'll stop being tired. That's not how it goes. Not only has he written your entire story so he knows when you'll stop being tired, he also isn't going anywhere. What's lovely is that when our faith is tired, if we'll keep one corner of our hearts open, God will minister to us exactly as we need. If we'll keep one iron in the fire, even when we're tired and weary and worn out and wilted, God will weave a beautiful story with you. He promises that. He delights in that. Your tired faith is not a weakness. It is not a sin. It does not make you less than. It makes you human. And God made humans. He made you. And he loves you. In her book, Take Heart, author Lindsay Hausch says this, When we stop asking if our faith is big enough, when we stop feeling the need to behave like we have it all figured out, when we are at the end of ourselves, we can encounter God. So if your faith is tired today, this is your invitation to take a nap. Lay your faith at his feet and ask him to hold you and to hold your faith. Ask him to help you. Ask him where he's working. Ask him to help you see and feel his love. He's all there for that. Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of Praise Through It. I would love to connect with you beyond your earbuds. I've got scripture bundles ready for you if you're looking for some quick references on fear, grief, marriage, military life, parenting, and wandering. If any of those strike a nerve, hit the link in the show notes and you'll get them straight to your inbox all for free. And if you like what you hear on the podcast, don't forget to pass on an episode or the show to a friend. Ratings and reviews on iTunes are always helpful too. It gets praised through it in front of people whose heart would be encouraged by what we share here. And don't forget Monday Morning Blessings and Praise Through It Together start in just three weeks. Make sure you're following everywhere so you don't miss anything this summer. That's it for today. I'll leave you with the words of one of my favorite hymns in the form of a prayer. Come, Thou Fount of Every Blessing was written in 1758 by a man who lost his father at a young age and whose mom sent him away. He had been hurt. He had been disappointed. His heart was tired. These were his words, and let them be ours as well. Come, Thou Fount of Every Blessing, tune my heart to sing Thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, 
call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise my Ebenezer, here by thy great help I've come, and I hope by thy good pleasure safely to arrive at home. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger interposed his precious blood. Oh, to grace how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness like a fetter bind my wandering heart to thee. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time for another episode of Praise Through It.